Today's topic is check your privilege. Now, the reason why we are going to be looking at that is two things. The first one being the fact that we need to remind each other that as children of God, we are privileged. The second thing that we need to look at is what then if we are privileged? How do you move from just being privileged to a point where you are appropriating or getting these privileges that we are talking about? Because it is one thing to be privileged, but it is another to be able to appropriate or use your privileges in a way that will benefit you. If I can give an example, if you are a child who has the advantage of having parents that will take you to a good school and parents that can pay for your education that is above the normal, it is a privilege. And that privilege is given to you, but it depends what, as a child, you do with that education, with that privilege. It doesn't mean because it's been given to you, you are going to use it appropriately. You are going to be able to appropriate it. So that is what we are going to be looking at. We are going to be looking at the fact that as children of God, we get these privileges that we have. How then do we make sure that we appropriate them? I'd like to read the meaning of privilege. It says here, having special rights, advantages, or immunity. Now, if you're a child of God, you have special rights, you have advantages, you have immunity. Now, if I read from Jeremiah 17, from 7 to 8, it reads as follows. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. First of all, it says you are blessed because you trust in him. And then it also goes on to say you are like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Now a tree planted by the water sends out its roots further down and it is a strong tree. Further down it goes, it says, it does not fear when it comes. Which means as a child of God, you are so centered, you are so anchored that you do not fear because even when heat comes your roots are still feeding from water and it also says that its leaves are always green which means as a child of god who is planted in god are forever thriving are forever successful are forever privileged it further goes on to say that this tree has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Now that is the part that I like because it says it has no worries in a year of drought and it never fails to bear fruit. We are able to bear fruit even during those times because God is the one that provides us the support. We need to remind each other. We need to remind each other how privileged we are. But it won't end the child of God. At the end of this, there is a difference in how as children of God, 
privileged as we are, we assimilate or we are able to take what God has given us and use it. So we are going to look at the fact that we as children of God have the advantage because Jesus was able to get for us through sacrifice the advantage of being forgiven, the advantage of being children of God. It says in Ephesians 2 verse 19, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but you are fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. We are going to be checking out on what are the privileges that God has given to us. There's a psalm that I like and you can read it later on, Psalm 23 from 1 to 6. It talks about how God looks up after us, how God shepherds us, how God protects us. As children of God, we have a good example in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the first son of God. Jesus Christ is the first son that we can look up to to say as children of God, this is how we should behave with our privileges. I just wanted to to learn from that one story that we will be learning from that we'll be going through. But before I get there, I just wanted to remind you that you are a child of God that has been bought by the blood. So when we're looking at Jesus, we're looking at him as the son of God because we are children of God. There's a story that moved me, which I want us to talk about. Here we see Jesus in, in a situation whereby he he being God, he being the son of God has privileges, but he being on earth finds himself in a situation whereby having had sad news from the disciples. The disciples come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, we have news that John the Baptist is no more. Jesus, when he hears this news, he takes a boat and heads to be by himself. As he is there, the people have heard that Jesus is there. The people or the multitude have heard where Jesus has gone to. Now the multitude, they are interested in Jesus because they now know he is the Messiah. They now know he is the King, he is the Lord. They follow him. Now I want you to know one thing here. Jesus had gone there because he needed an alone time. But Jesus, though he is the Lord, he could have easily said, I am dealing with something. He takes his time to be with the people. Now, the reason why I wanted us to look at Jesus is because Jesus is privileged. Jesus is like us. He is the Son of God. But first and foremost, at that point in time, rather than looking at his needs, he looks at the needs of the people that are surrounding him. He looks at the fact that they are here for him. He sits down. He attends to them. It says in the Word, in Matthew 14, from verse 14 it says and when jesus went out he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and he healed the sick amongst them you know what i like that jesus though he feels that at this point in time he has his own needs how many times children of god do we sometimes feel like we have our own needs we need the blessing the privilege to be addressing us 
at this particular time, even now, child of God, you are sitting because you are thinking of the situation that is around you. And you are saying, you know, the privileges that I have, it is the time that now they should be addressing what I need. These privileges that I have should be addressing the fact that I need provision. I need food. I need to be able to go out there and get food for my children. I'm saying, child of God, how many times do we find ourselves in a situation like Jesus where the need is on us but we sit down and we look and find that the people that are out there need us more than we need the privileges that we have jesus could have easily left them and said let me attend to myself first the mistake that most people do is that we attend to our needs and you know why that is a mistake child of god it is a mistake in that it makes you see what you don't have it makes you to start to say though i have this i don't have that now when jesus sat and started healing them he did not end there it goes on further down in verse 15 it says when evening approached the disciples came to him and said this is a remote place let us let them go then jesus replied they do not need to go away you Give them something to eat. They answered him and said, We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. He said, Bring those to me. And he used these to feed the people. I want us to look at the fact that you need to check what privileges do you have. Now here, I've looked at ten privileges that you need to be looking at. The fact that you are looking at these 10 privileges is because I just want to remind you that you as a child of God are privileged. And from time to time, if you know the privileges that you have as a child of God, it's easy for you to access them. It's easy for you to take them and use them. First of all, the first one that we're going to be looking at is the fact that you have a God that says he is your father. Having a father is one of the most important things in that it makes you know that you can run to someone even when in trouble. It says here in Isaiah 63 verse 16, it says, For you are our father, though Abraham does not know us and Israel does not recognize us. You, O Lord, are our father. The next thing that I want to remind you of, child of God, is the fact that we are privileged in that you have someone that can heal you. You have someone that can heal even when you find that some of the things that you have in your body, the doctors don't understand. You have someone that you can run to. Now, if you have had in your life a time where you felt that, you know what, I've been healed beyond my understanding, beyond my even recognizing how it happened. I want you to count that and say, I am privileged. If you have been like me and have been blessed to have that kind of miraculous healing, even any other kind of healing that you are like, you know, God, you healed me even beyond my imagination. You can count yourself as having a privilege. You know, one of the privileges that I always marvel at in our days, we need protection because if you look at the fact that sometimes you can pray for one thing, you can pray for protection so that people don't raid your house. You can pray for protection so that people don't 
access your finances. You can pray for protection that in your car you are protected. But knowing that you have a God that can protect you. Now I want you to raise a hand if you have felt miraculous protection at some point in your life and felt that you know what it is because I'm a child of God. You are privileged child of God. Then I want you to look at yourself and say I am privileged. Now I mentioned these few things but there are other things. For instance if you've been provided for miraculously one day you thought how am I going to be eating tonight and you found yourself provided for. I want you to lift your fourth finger. If you found yourself that there were times when you felt that, you know what, this battle is too much for me. I cannot fight. And you found yourself having someone fighting for you miraculously. You must lift your finger because you have a God that fights for you. If you have found that there was a time when you needed finances, you needed money, and someone provided for you miraculously, it means you have a privilege in that God provides for you in that even before you think about it. If you felt peace in the middle of a storm, you have a privilege. If you felt joy in the middle of a storm without any reason. You have a privilege. I can mention quite a lot. If you felt strength, even when people were discouraged, you found inner strength. You have a privilege because God has strengthened you. And lastly, if you found that when you needed promises, you found yourself being able to access from God, you are privileged. I just wanted to remind you, child of God, that you are privileged. And what then do we do with these privileges? I was saying earlier on when I spoke, I said, as children of God, it is important to be reminded of privileges. But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is to know then, what do we do when you have these privileges? So I'm saying, child of God, there are two things that I want you to concentrate on now that I want us to look at. When you are a privileged person, what is it that you need to do, child of God, to make sure that the people around you benefit? I said the first thing that you must do is prioritize the people around you, which is what Jesus did here. He prioritized the people around them. He first of all healed their sick. Later on, he fed them. And you know what happens here? Is as you are helping others, your need is not so pronounced. Your need is not so important at this point. It becomes so minor. You know why? Because you realize that you have much, much more than what you actually thought you had. You know, Jesus at this point in time busied himself with feeding 4,000 people. It says as he was feeding the people, the first thing that he did is he took the five loaves of bread and he raised the five loaves of bread and this was a prayer to God, and then he broke the prayer. Now, child of God, this was an important part because it was saying, I am about your people, God. Though I am the one that's privileged right now, I am giving them to make them receive from you. Some of those people most probably were not even at that point in time aware of who Jesus is. They were following the crowd. I'm just saying from receiving 
food from nowhere they most probably decided this is the god that we say now i'm saying child of god though we are privileged though we have all these privileges what is it that we are doing to make sure that the children of God that are out there know that there is a compassionate God? What is it that we are doing to reach out to other people? What is it that we are doing to make sure that the people that God has surrounded us with are benefiting from the fact that we are privileged? The more you concentrate on the fact that you are blessing others, you will find that you are blessed. It says there in Romans 12 verse 13, it says, share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. I will repeat the word of God says, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Further down, it says in Matthew 5 verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven you know if people see your good deeds and can glorify your father in heaven it makes it even more easy to make them understand the privileges that we have you know when you start to talk to someone when they are hungry they most probably won't hear you but when you've shared with them the privileges that you have they will hear you and god says i like the fact that god says when we bless others he is pleased that is very important when we bless others he is pleased so by the time they went home by the time they had finished everything they were full spiritually and otherwise you know child of god if you have the privilege it is good to share it with others and as i was reading this story what intrigued me the most is the fact that he doesn't end there at that point before he continues to go into seclusion he now decides you know what disciples you can go because you cannot just keep waiting for me he even goes further to say take the boat and go I will find you on the other side. Now, when the last boat goes, and it is quite a distance, and you are going the other way because you are compassionate. Now, I'm saying, child of God, it was inevitable what happens next. Because we see as Jesus goes to the mountain, he goes and prays. But when he comes back, he is so full of power. The privileges have been increased. The privileges are at another level. When he comes back, that is when he was able to walk on water. I'm just saying, child of God, as you are pouring yourself out and not only looking at what you need, like Jesus, you will find that your privileges are at another level. They've been added. They've been topped up if i can put it that way because as he walks back it says here child of god he walked on water it says matthew 14 verse 25 further down shortly before dawn jesus went out now to the walking on the lake now i'm just saying child of god god had seen his heart god had seen his compassion God had seen that though he had a need, his first need was to fulfill 
the needs of the people. I'm just reminding our still child of God to say, I know you are out there working for people. I know you are out there doing great things, trying to fulfill other people's needs. And I'm reassuring you that the privilege that you thought you had is about to be even much more increased. The privileges that we spoke about earlier on are now going to be topped up like Jesus experienced it. He was showing sign of having been a compassionate and a loving son of God. That is point number one. The second point that I would like us to dwell on, it says, don't dwell on what you don't have, but more on what you have. Don't dwell on what you don't have, but more on what you have. You know, I was looking at some of the things that people look at out there in the world, and they look at the fact that if I was raised by a single parent, I most probably don't have a father. Maybe there are things that I do not have an advantage on. I'm saying child of God. God promises that he is the father to the fatherless. I'm just saying, child of God, there is nothing that God does not provide for his children. So on that note, stop counting what you don't have. Stop counting what you don't have. You are privileged and let's leave it there, child of God. Don't count what you don't have because you've seen God has listed so many promises. In fact, the ones that I read earlier on are not even 10% of what the promises of God are for children of God. But I wanted to come here and just give an example of a lady that was exactly like that and was able to build a house for a prophet. And the prophet came to her and said, what would you like to have? Because she had the mentality of saying, I am whole in God. She had the mentality of saying, I have it. She didn't count what she doesn't have. At the point when the prophet asked her, she couldn't even remember what she doesn't have because she had gotten to a point where she was saying, you know what, my God has provided. When the prophet said, what is it that the woman doesn't have that I can give it? She said, I am fine because of the fact that she was not counting what she doesn't have. She was looking at herself and looking at what God has given her, the fact that she could provide for the prophet, the fact that she could build an extra room for the prophet, she felt, you know what, I need to be thankful for what God has given me. I'm just saying, child of God, don't dwell on what you don't have. Because what ended up happening here is that the prophet said to the woman, this time next year you will have a child. And Thanks to God, that's exactly what happened. What am I saying about this child of God? I'm just saying, as much as you may not have those things, but God is a God who sees, because it is God that sent the prophet. It's a God that sees. So your complaining about it is not helping the situation, but your thanking God on what you have and you're thanking God on the advantages that you have over others. I was saying to myself, you know, sometimes when we look at the fact that we are privileged, some of your worst days are someone else's best days. As a child of God, 
with these privileges, having been given these two assignments, what am I going to do out there? The one assignment is that you must be compassionate to others. You must provide for others. The second thing that I said is that don't dwell on what you don't have, but more on what you have. I thank God for the word and I continue to say from time to time, check your privilege. But before we close, if you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, take this opportunity right now and close your eyes and just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Forgive my sins because I also want to be this family that now can call God their Father. We thank you, Father. Amen. To my heart, you sing the song over me. Serenade me with dance as we jump on the ocean. So. Can